Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,179. The sweet is never as sweet without the sour. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Nick Crouch. Hey, Nick, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Nick Crouch is an automotive artist from Phoenix, Arizona, who has been drawing since 1988. Throughout his art career, he has explored a wide variety of art forms, including drawing, painting, graphic design, photography, film, video, uh, welding, and fabrication even. Nick has been involved in the car scene since 2003 when he started creating digital renderings of automobiles, trucks, and motorcycles with a preference of hot rods, resto mods, customs, and anything that is down low. He loves to create images of rides nobody's ever seen before. Nick was part of the Art Walk at SEMA this year, and you'll find a variety of his artwork on his website titled SurfaceNick.com. And I'll tell you, I got to meet Nick at SEMA this year. It was great fun to get to meet my guests here on Cars. Yeah, before I have him on the show. Loved his artwork. He was sitting between two great past guests uh, who've been on the show here who are wonderful artists. So he was in good company there at SEMA. Great job. So, Nick, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your art career and a very obvious passion for drawing automobiles? Uh, thank you. Um, you bet. I have been drawing basically all my life. I was pursuing possibly becoming a comic book artist when I was a kid. Oh, and yeah? slow, cool. slowly learned that that might not pan out that well. So that's when I ventured into digital design like graphic design and i figured i'd add that to my abilities and it's opened up uh, a lot of doors for me i guess like learning how to use photoshop learning how to use adobe premiere to edit videos i just been exploring everything that i can digitally as well as old school hand-drawn stuff yeah absolutely now what inspired you to go join and be part of sema this year because uh Boy, you stepped out into the public. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the first time, but you stepped out into to a huge, huge group of people who are diehard automotive folks. And as I mentioned, you were back there with some wonderful artists. Almost everybody on Artwalk now at SEMA I've had on the show. I've got a few people I haven't quite landed yet, but uh, there's always a new one in town like you. So what inspired you to use SEMA as a platform? I think I learned about SEMA probably a couple years after getting into the automotive scene. And once I discovered it was the biggest like auto show there is, I was drawn to it and I've always wanted to be a part of it. I've been going for probably 10 years now. About five years ago, they, I, or maybe it might have been six years ago, they started the Art Walk. I thought it was really cool that they were acknowledging the artists because a lot of the artists contribute to what goes to SEMA. A lot of the artists design a lot of the cars there. As soon as I found out there was the ability to display artwork, I've been pursuing trying to be a part of that. I was contacting Max Grundy for a couple of years, trying to get my foot in the door. Eventually, I got in, got in on a waiting list, 
and finally got the call back last year, and now I'm part of it. Yeah, very cool. Well, congratulations for pursuing that. I think it's a great place to be. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Nick, take the wheel. I was thinking about this for a while. One of my favorite quotes, and it really applies to everything in my life, is actually from the movie Vanilla Sky. There's a part where the guy says, the sweet is never as sweet without the sour. (laughs) And that really sticks with me because you can't know how sweet something is unless you have tasted sour before. Right, right. And that got through the pain, if you will. Yes. Like the crappy things in life, in a way, are necessary. It helps you appreciate the good things. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great quote. And when you think about art and artists, and especially some of the great artists of the past, you think of the sour. And the, the first person that comes to my mind is uh, Vincent Van Gogh. And you think about the uh, the challenges he had in your life, or in his life, rather, and the fact that his art is so important now and so well known. I mean, you just wish he could you could bring him back so he could say, hey, you did it, buddy. You know, but at the at the time, the poor guy, everything seemed to be pretty sour in his life. Um, yeah, but I like that. I like that. And I think that applies to artists more than they might know it. Like, like not everything's always going to work out when you want it to. But eventually, if you keep keep at it, stuff will work out. It just doesn't happen in the timely manner that most people expect it to. Yeah, there are no overnight successes. I've had hundreds of automotive artists on the show, and from all levels of success, uh, from beginning to super successful out there, just been doing it forever, um, and sell paintings galore. And uh, yeah, that's what they all tell me. You just have to get up every day and create art and just keep doing it. Of course, you got to be smart about marketing. But uh, yeah, unless you've tasted that sour, you don't know how sweet things can be. Nice saying. I like that. First time anyone's ever used that here on Cars, yeah. Let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Um, well, like I was saying before, I was very interested in comic books as a kid. And it's kind of weird because the cars just snuck up on me. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to become a car person. I'd have to say probably the moment that that, like, really hit me hard was we got introduced some car club was just happened to see a friend of mine and and my personal vehicle and they're asking us to join their car club and we we hadn't experienced car clubs before we didn't know what that was about and these people happened to have trucks that laid out on the ground and they took us on a drag session where they basically go drive on the freeway and lay their truck out while they're at high speeds and just shoot sparks everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and it's it's crazy. It's looking back at it, it's uh it's dangerous to do. But the sight that you see when you're out there doing that is just insane. Like I yeah. don't know really how to describe it. And that really pursued me to become like to start filming and editing videos because I wanted other people to see this too. I see. But that cool. that was like a changing point is when I saw when I saw a truck dragging and making sparks, it just it just got my wheels turning basically. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I can can only imagine. I don't think I've seen that on 
YouTube and videos and Facebook and so forth, but I've never seen it in person. But uh, yeah, I can see how it would be a little dangerous to folks that have no <laughs> clue what's going on. They think there's a car crashing in front of them. They slam on yeah, the brakes. There, and, yeah, there is a, there's a lot of people where they they probably didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, if a car in front of me started doing well, I'd probably know because of my car prowess, but I'd probably also like, whoa, back off. Maybe something's dragging on the car. It's about to fly off and go through my windshield. So. Wow. Cool. Well, you know, you mentioned car clubs, and I think that's a really important thing to bring up is uh, if anybody out there listening wants to get involved in the car scene, car clubs are a really good way to start because almost all of them will accept you in, even if you don't have a car that matches their mark. I know Ferrari Club, you can join the Ferrari Club without owning a Ferrari and be part of that experience. Uh, maybe you'll never be able to afford a Ferrari, but at least you can be around it and participate and be a part of the club and do things within the club. I had William Howard who is uh, the local president of the uh, Ferrari Club here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, yeah, it's uh, clubs are a great way to get involved in the car scene. Absolutely. It, Forums are another one, too. It's also a great way to connect with people that can assist you and help you and and basically guide you and inform you on things you want to learn. Exactly. And if you're looking for a car to buy, people know of great cars. Usually car club members take a little better care of their cars and the general public. So uh, if you're looking for a car to buy, buying it from a Porsche club, BMW club, whatever it might be, uh, those are typically people that are a little more caring about their vehicles. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, Nick, and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. You're, you're in a field that's challenging, of course, trying to make a living in the in the field of art, automotive art. It's very niched. Uh, it is a challenge. Um, maybe that's something you want to talk about, or maybe it's something else, but I'd love for you to share a specific experience. Walk us through that and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as your career and business went forward after that. Basically, becoming a, like a freelance artist or self-employed, it's a learning experience in itself. I've had to learn that on my own. And I think one of my biggest mistakes was trusting too many people, giving maybe giving too many people benefit of the doubt. And a lot of that has to do with popular people or famous people, I feel like there was a few times where I was taken advantage by those people and trusted that they would pay me for certain things at certain dates and just being let down by some of them. And yeah. because of that, I've learned to take payment up front for a lot of things now before I would just give people the benefit of the doubt and trust that they're going to give me money later sure. on down the road. Yeah. And those are, those are just things that you learn the hard way. You know, it's an important thing to think about because when you take something that is your passion and it could be art, it could be fabricating, could be building cars, uh, could be building houses, whatever it is that your, your craft is and that you want to start selling is you really have to do a mindset switch that this is a business now. And yeah. you have to treat it like any other business. So how would a business that sells refrigerators, for instance, uh, treat somebody? When they come in and they take possession, they pay for it. Or if they order something special, unique, they put a deposit down on that, just like yeah, you were saying. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, and putting agreements together and having agreements in, on paper, making people sign things, you know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it does require a mindset for sure. And I'm glad you brought that up because I've heard over and over again people being taken advantage of in this case, and especially in art, because I think for some reason with art, people think it's just so fast and easy and they go, oh, Nick, just do me a drawing, man. How long could it take? <laughs> and 
It's kind of like, well, if you're an attorney, why don't you just do some legal stuff for me? How long could it take? Or if you're a doctor, why don't you just perform surgery on me? How long could it take? Must be easy for you. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to pay you for that either. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty common in the art world. I worked in graphic design for years and I'd have many people, hey, could you just do me a logo? Well, yeah, here's what I charge. Oh, you charge for that? Well, yeah, what I do for a living, you have to eat too. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great lesson to learn. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Let's shift gears and talk about a big career aha moment. The time when you decided this is the path I need to go down. This is the right way for me to go. That's actually a funny story. So I've been working on dialing in my skills on everything that I do. But I I was actually talking to someone just the other day about this. I don't actually think I've figured out the aha moment of what it is that I'm going to pursue for the rest of my life within art. Like mm -hmm. I know that I will be doing something art wise, but I don't know. I don't know my, my exact niche yet. I've, ah, I feel like okay. I've mastered like a lot of things, but I haven't found my niche that makes me stand out from everyone else. That's important. That's a very important thing to find. Yeah. What are some, some ideas that you might share in how you're going to figure that out. Have you talked to some other artists about this? I was talking to Tom Fritz about this at SEMA, and he said, he said that you've, you've got your talent. You, it just takes time. And I'm only 30, 36 now. I, I guess he made a good point. Like, I've got time to figure that out, and I don't have to rush these things. That's part of who I am, too. I believe you should be patient with everything that you do. And I'm just going to try everything until I find that one thing that is is me, basically. You talked to a very wise person there, Tom Fritz. You know, I mean, this is a guy who's been doing art for a long, long time. Incredibly successful artist, incredibly talented artist. I mean, he's been a guest here on the show. I really admire what he does. I love his artwork and the way he uses light. And I think, if anything, when I look at Tom's work, not only has he found his niche in the hot rod scene, dragster scene, although he does other things, but that seems to be a trend. But the way he uses light has become his trademark, in my opinion, and it's absolutely brilliant. So I think he did a wonderful thing there. And my encouragement would be to talk to more successful artists, people that have been really commercially successful and ask them that question. And and I think in the art scene, most of these folks will share with you their thoughts. They're very friendly. They want to see you succeed. Um, we're all in this together. So uh, for those listeners out there that might be facing the same thing in whatever you're doing in your life, I always suggest, and I've heard it from many guests here, seek out mentors, uh, call people, reach out to people. You'd be surprised how many people will respond to your questions? Some may not. Some may take some time. Uh, I always say, I've been chasing some people to be guests on my show for four years. I've sent them dozens and dozens of emails. And then finally, one day, you hit the right moment and boom, you get to do a show with them. So you've got to be persistent and patient. But uh, I think that was really, really great advice. And I have no doubt that, uh, Nick, you're going to find that niche and figure that out with time. That's fantastic. I have no doubt that that will happen to you. I just, I, I'm just going to let it happen and let it, let it evolve, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as it does with art, uh, quite often. 
Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car, that first car that you got that had great meaning for you and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. I'd have to, well, it's weird because it's actually, one of my favorite builds that I've done so far is actually a stretched beach cruiser bicycle. It's something that I built with my wife. We were asked to enter uh, a bicycle build-off for Mm -hmm. OBC in Vegas. It's basically a large, really, really large bicycle event they do. And uh, people build these crazy, elaborate uh, bicycles, and they'll dump thousands of dollars into these bikes. And this bike that we built was, like, steampunk-themed. We spent so much time on this bike. It's it's really crazy. We did not win the bike build off, but we got a people's choice award. And that was nice. really cool to us because that was something that everyone that was at the event chose our bicycle and it meant a lot to us. Wow. Now explain what you mean by that style steampunk. It's a, it's got like a, I want to say like an 1800s vibe to it, but if somebody in the 1800s built something futuristic, got a bunch of gears it's got a a really intricate detailed um copper pieces in it it's supposed to look like it's steam powered in a way Uh yeah wow that is very unique and you got to send me a picture of that okay yeah i want to see what i want to see what this looks like i'll share it on my facebook page with uh, my followers this is very interesting cool I loved bikes back when I was a kid. Of course, when I was a kid, it was all about Schwinn stingrays and then modifying those with sissy bars and ape hanger handlebars and you know yeah. banana seats and stuff. But I'm showing my age here a little bit. And then it transpired into the mountain bike scene or off-road type bike scene before those were even popular, you know, putting bigger tires and things. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, loved riding my bikes back then. Well, how about a vehicle you've let go that you wish you still had in your garage? Is there one of those in your life? I'm only on my second vehicle right now, so I haven't had too many to mm-hmm. to say that about. To let go, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I've so honestly, I've only let go one car, and it was my first car. It was pretty cool. It was a Geo Prism. I was young when I built it, and uh, I did a lot of the stuff myself on it, and it was very unique. It it was probably the coolest Geo ever built, but I I grew out of it because I started on it when I was in high school and I grew out of it and I I don't really have any remorse about getting rid of it because I don't I don't want it back. I've I've grown up and I have seen it around. It it's sad to see it a little beat up, but the vehicle I have now is something that I care a lot more about and it's it's something I'm more proud of and I've just moved on to that. And I think if I ever let go of this vehicle, that would possibly be something that I would regret. And what's this vehicle? It's a Mazda Tribute. It's basically a Ford Escape. It's something that I, I'm, I would like to be able to take to car shows and win trophies with. It's something that I, I'm spending a lot of time on. Cool. It's going to be Very pretty cool. unique. <laughs> nice, nice, love it. Well, let's talk about. Describe me. I'm going to have you kind of talk about what has you excited and fired up these days. And obviously, it's your artwork. So maybe you can give your own self-description of your style of art, what you like to do, because I've seen your art. It's very, very cool. 
It's got a different kind of twist and vibe to it, but it's it's unique. It's fun. It's awesome. I love the way you know you love cars that have been dropped down low and so forth. I see that kind mm-hmm. of trend in a lot of your work. But how would you describe to our listeners the kind of artwork that you enjoy creating? So I like to make things that that either don't exist, uh, like some. I like to do things that haven't been done before, and by that I mean specifically haven't been done before, like. Like my truck is a truck that has never been never been body dropped before. Or if somebody's got like I was doing a drawing of a Winnebago turned into a flatbed truck, and it so you could haul a car virtually inside the Winnebago. Oh, I yeah. just like I like doing ideas that that maybe I don't have the money <laughs> to build myself, but I would love to see them designed. So I design them. That's basically what I do with every, or what I try to do with everything that I do is try to make something that no one's seen before. Cool. I like that. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very futuristic. And I did get that sense with your, or your artwork as well. So I like the trend here. I like the way you're going. I'll remind our listeners, I'll put a link to Nick's website on his show notes page here at Cars. Yeah. And again, it's real simple. It's uh, surface Nick. Dot com. You can go there and check out his artwork. You can buy his artwork and see what he's creating. I think you're going to like what he's doing. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Nick. If you woke up tomorrow and you'd been manifested into a car, what would you be and why? Honestly, I feel like the answer to this question for everybody should be their personal vehicle they have right now. Because hmm. honestly, if 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 it doesn't describe the car you own right now, you probably own the wrong car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice way to put it. Yeah. Like, like I, I picture myself as a Swiss Army knife. I feel like there's nothing I can't do. I, I can do everything, and everything is within my grasp. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my truck that I own right now describes that about me. Like, my truck is an SUV. So I'll be able to haul artwork, maybe haul some bicycles in it. It's going to be bagged. It's on the ground. So it's it describes the style that I like. And it can haul multiple people in it. I, if I want to take more more than just myself for a ride, I'll be able to do that. I guess my truck describes me. And, and that's like most people might want to say that they wish they were something else, but honestly, their personal vehicle probably describes them best. There you go. Very cool answer. Well, Nick, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft. 
www.autoautomotive.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Nick, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a couple of questions for you and ask you to give me some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I can't really think of one, but if a skill counts as advice, I would say being shown how to use a welder was probably the best, the best thing somebody showed me. Cool. I love it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Patience. Patience and detailed pickiness. Those are, <laughs> those are probably the best things that I've Yeah, works well I've for been. an artist, for <laughs> sure. Now, how about a resource? There are wonderful resources for us these days. Is there one that you'd like to share that you've enjoyed? Well, everyone knows my best resource, but Google saves my butt every single day. I use Google looking for images, looking for answers, information. Google is is honestly my best source. I know. It's incredible. My son works for Google, and uh, I used to always call him with questions, and he made a little (laughs) sign for me that I'm sitting here looking at on my desk that says, IDK, Google it. I don't know. Google it. Yeah. So uh, I think he was sending me a message. Dad, look it up yourself, okay? I'm busy. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised what you can find out on your own. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Uh, if, you, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Uh, Chip Foose, without a doubt. He's been doing renderings for a long time, and that's what I spent most of my career doing was renderings. I think it would be super cool if he would come to the Art Walk next year and come have a drink with us. That would be nice. I wish I could get him on this show. I've had him scheduled three <laughs> times, and he's canceled every time due to illness. I think the guy's so overworked, but uh, I'll get him yeah, one of these days. Yeah, he works days. a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? I'm not much of a book reader. I do love to watch movies, though. I would highly suggest Matt, the new Mad Max movie because there's some awesome vehicles in that. Yeah, um, yeah, some wild. But stuff. yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not much of a book reader. Okay, well, we'll call it a movie, the Mad Max movie. I remember when I was a kid watching the first Mad Max movie, and uh, yeah, that was fun stuff for sure. Now, I'll remind our listeners you can find all these resources Nick has shared on this Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Nick Crouch into the search bar, and that page will pop right up. There's another great place if you do like books called Guest Recommended Books on the Cars Yeah website. Under the References tab, there are, gosh, probably 1,500 books listed there from my past guests. 
wonderful resource, and I made it really easy for you with a quick click to buy. So check it out. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Nick, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, what would it be and why? But here are the rules. It's the only one you can have. You have to drive it. No garage queens here at Cars, yeah. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. So that little trick is off the table. So what's it going to be? If it was available right now, I would personally want to have the new Tesla Roadster coming out. Oh, it's, well, it's see, not, I can get anything. So I'll get you one yeah, of those. No problem. It's not, it's not a classic <laughs> car. But honestly, that's the car I want more than anything. It's just so nice looking. It's the fastest car there is, basically, zero to 60 time. And honestly, all the Tesla cars, they're paving the way for the future of automobiles. And I'm super excited about that. And I love that he's super excited about that. And that's why I like the Tesla Roadster. There you go. Well, I'll uh, call my friend Elon up and see if we can get you a a pre-production car in your garage uh, before everybody else has one and uh, you can get on the road and have some fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Incredible what that guy and what his company's doing. Just absolutely fantastic. Well, Nick, you've taken us on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us maybe a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in the very first Tesla Roadster? (laughs) The advice that I would give to anyone who's scared to venture into self-employment is possibly take it a step at a time. It was very difficult for me to just completely dive into self-employment. That means quitting your day job, having no reliable income coming in. And I think the best way to do that is to switch to a part-time job. If you can work two to three days a week and then do some of your your um, self-employed work the other days, you'll have that little bit of money to fall back on, but still be able to pursue your dreams of doing whatever it is you want to do. And when it comes to a point where you have so much side work that you can quit the part-time job, that's when you do that. That's, that's when, you, when you feel safe. That's when you can do that. It's, it's a scary thing to just dive in. And I've, I've tried that and it's, you'll, you'll know when the right time is to do that. And, um, and for anybody who is interested in becoming self-employed, it's, it has some, so much rewards. There's a, there's a lot of freedom involved, but yeah, it's, it's scary, but it's, it's worth it if you can do it. Absolutely. I've heard this from a lot of my past guests. They do it that way or they become what I call a sidepreneur where uh, when they get home at night after working their full-time job, then they go to work on their own business. And there's a lot of time in your day that you don't realize that you may be wasting by watching TV, going to sporting events, going to parties, going to movies, that you could be working on your own thing. And eventually that will overcome the main job and you can switch over. So very good advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow on along with you, Nick, and learn more about what you're doing? Honestly, I do, I do the mo I I share the most stuff on Instagram. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's uh it should just be Surface Nick, or you can search the hashtag sur- Surface Nick. You should be able to find pretty much all the stuff that I'm doing. If you need to personally get a hold of me, you can email me at surfacenick at hotmail dot com. 
or visit my website, surfacenick.com. There you go. Well, listeners, I'll make sure I put links to these on Nick's show notes page on the Carjow website. Just go there and you can find everything. Just type Nick into the search bar and that page will pop right up. Nick, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your automotive artwork experiences with me and the listeners. It's been great fun. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Uh, this has been pretty interesting. I've, I have never done an interview before, so this is really cool. Um, I've never been on a podcast either. Now you've got one <laughs> under your belt, so you can start hitting the road and, and uh, go out there and market yourself this way too, but it's been a great pleasure. So glad that we connected. Keep an eye out. This is only the beginning of me. I have a lot more stuff that I'd like to accomplish. So just keep an eye out for the stuff that I'm working on. Absolutely. And again, you can find a way to keep track of Nick on his show notes page here at Cars Yeah. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.